welcome to Ray and Mahupim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you're joining me today on JRoot Radio. So many more people are joining us today. Wow. What a wonderful day. Rosh Chodesh. Yes, today is Rosh Chodesh, second day of Rosh Chodesh. Don't forget the counts, Vyas Omer. For those of you who are new listeners, here is what we do on this show. We try to empower, to inspire, to motivate you to get to that next level in your marriage. I am talking to you, the one who's listening to me right now. Yes, you. We, Be'ezus Hashem, we be able together with Siat Ishmael, all together as a team, be able to reach great heights in our relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Today's a live show. This is a live show. April 27th, 2017, and you're listening to jrootradio.com. I have a surprise today. Yes, today is not a regular day. We have a guest that I want to tell you is not someone who is easily able to acquire, but somehow, Baruch Hashem with Siyat Shmaya, I was able to get him here to the studio today. Who am I talking about? I am talking about none other than Harav. Effie Goldman, who is here from Eretz Yisrael. Now, I'm not going to lie to you until you came special for the show, but maybe that's part of the reason he came. So Rabbi Effie Goldman, let me tell you a little bit about Rabbi Effie Goldman. Those of you who don't know, I know I quote him a lot, a lot of my shows. And uh, Rabbi Goldman actually is a uh, magachir in Neve in Yerushalayim. He gives shiurim all over Yerushalayim. Those of you who know, there's a place called Hechel Baal Shem Tov, other places. And, you know, but I want you to know, you the listener, to know who is with us here today. He is going to be joining us today in this show. And uh, Rabbi Goldman, hi. Say hello to everybody there out in uh, out J-Root Radio Land. Hi. How did you, uh, Rabbi Goldman actually was here for... Uh, for, for Pesach, so how, what do you think about the Pesach experience here in America as opposed to, you know, what goes on there in Eretz Yisrael? Very exciting over here. Right, right. It is, it is pretty exciting. It's a little bit different. And then there's all the questions as far as the last days, right? You could do keep, you don't keep, hidden stuff, not hidden stuff. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, those of you who don't know, um, Rabbi Goldman actually has a, has a sister that you might know, yes? Um, Jackie Betone. Those of you who know Jackie Batone, that is, uh, that's, you know, that's, I guess, her claim to fame to be uh, Rabbi Goldman's uh, sister. Well, in any case, today we are talking about something very, very exciting. And the reason I say it's exciting is because I'm excited about it. I, you want to know why I'm excited about this? Let me tell you why. Because I know that if you're listening to me right now, I know for, for a fact, not maybe, I know for a fact that this is a challenge for you in your marriage. For you, yeah, whoever is listening to me right now, this is going to be a challenge for you in your marriage. It was, it is, and it will always be. What am I talking about? Let me start by explaining you what I'm talking about. You know, I have, there's, there's a famous, there's a little cute story that I like saying many times on my shows. Some of you might remember this story. And uh, yes, this is a story that uh, may or may not have happened to you. Ladies, I'm talking to you for a second. I hope you're listening to me. And that is when you're asking your husband for something. You don't always ask him because, of course, he accommodates and helps you. But, you know, you're going to ask him. So you asked your husband this particular time. You said to him, uh, Moshe, Aaron, Shlomo, next week is, uh, you know, I'm going out. I have a special, I have a meeting that I have to meet someone at night and you're going to have to take care of the kids. And for many men who hear that, that's a scary thing. Take care of the kids. <laughs> Where do I start? Where do I end? Well, many husbands are listening to me. They're like, what do you mean? I take care of the kids every night. But whatever it is, you ask your husband to take care of the kids and uh, you like completely set it up for him. Completely. Like you, you write instructions on the refrigerator. You prepare the food. All he has to do is turn on the hot water and the pasta will be cooked. Like you literally... Like you, you hold his hand through the whole process of when, when the kids come home, he'll know exactly how to do the homework with them, where to put the homework bag, what to do, you know, how to put, how much ketchup to put into Shlaimi's pasta, and you completely get it ready for him. And what happens? What happens is that later that night, next week Monday, comes next week Monday, you go to your meeting and you're thinking, oh boy, I hope my husband's doing a good job. I hope I come home and the house at least looks normal. Forget about the kids being sleepy. I hope the house looks normal. And what happens is you come home and you're scared because you do not know what this home is going to look like. You completely leave, left it up to your husband to take care of the house. So you come home 
and you you walk inside and guess what it really is a disaster it's a disaster area first of all you, you don't see your husband you hear the kids running up the steps to their room you know they weren't sleeping you look into the living room the place is a mess the kitchen the, the, there are chairs on the floor there's ketchup all over the place pasta is like half cooked half on half not it's completely not normal Completely not normal. So you're looking at this and you're like, I can't believe my husband. How dare he do this? My husband, I gave him the instruction, told him exactly what to do. And you are so blasting upset and you want to give it to him. Where is he? Where is he? I can't believe this. Like the one time I actually asked him, this is the way he acts to me. Ah, it's about my husband. This is my husband. My next door neighbor's husband would never do that. Okay, I don't know if you think that. But okay, so what happens? What happens, lo and behold, is as follows. What happens, lo and behold, is that you, you go upstairs and you see the kids just, they're like sleeping, they're not sleeping. And then you come into your room and, and you take a couple of deep breaths because you listen to Abba Greenfield's show, you know how important it is to take deep breaths, taking deep breaths. And you're like, hey, it's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to calm myself down. It'll all be fine. And then you walk into the bathroom and guess what? You turn the light on and the light doesn't work. This is the light bulb you've been asking your husband already for two weeks to switch. How uncomfortable is it for you? And he still did not fix that light. At that point, you just lose, you just lose it. You just lose it. You go downstairs and you're like, I, you find your husband. I, I can't believe this. I, I, I simply can't believe this. I, I gave you the instructions and everything. Like, what's your problem? And you just, you're beside yourself. You're completely beside yourself. And you have no idea. And then later on, maybe the next day, after this whole big machlokas, your husband says to you, by the way, you know, I just want to let you know. You, you want to know what happened last night? Can I explain you why you came into such a messy house? He says, actually, he says to you, your mother called you. He's like, my mother? Yeah. She called me. What do you mean she called? She called me because her friend was in the hospital. Friend? Yeah, your friend was in the hospital. And she has a whole issue with some sort of doctor that I used to know. And she asked me about this doctor. She's like, and you're like, what? My friend? My mother's friend in the hospital? She called you? Yes, you say to her. And then what happened was I fed the kids and your mother begged me, please come to the hospital. Get a babysitter because you have to help. And he tells you this whole story. And then after this, you're like, and I got so upset at my husband. I can't believe this. Why didn't, why wasn't I Don Likav's chus? Why didn't I see my husband in a positive light? Why did I like think, but like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how is someone supposed to act? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to all of you right now, if you're listening to me. How are you supposed to act? What are you supposed to do when your husband like really does something which you've been asking him so many times and nicely over and over and over again and he just is not there for you. He doesn't deliver. Or men, your wives that are annoying you, you ask them, please, you know, we've been having milk suppers forever. Could we have like one flesh a night? Or you, you, say, you say to your wife, you, you know, when I come home, you know, it's really not, it's not even like the temperature outside now, it's not really so cold the whole day. I'm paying so much for the heat. Can you just turn off the heat before you go? Can you just turn it off because the, 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 the clock is not working and she just doesn't listen to you. She clearly doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about you. But we have this thing that we have to be down like Havschus. And Akash Baruch wants it to be down like Havschus. But Rabbi Greenfield, you know, I hear you talking about down the Kafskos, but it's not easy. It's not easy. Like, how do we do it? Number one. Number two, where does this all come from? Does Hashem really want this from us? Is this a Torah concept? Does this come from the Torah? Is this Ratzon Hashem? Or this is like a nicety nice? I'm just going to be nice because it's better for my marriage. And you know what? I want to tell you, we're Zohi here today to have Rabbi Goldman. And Rabbi Goldman, I, I, here's what I want to ask you today, and hopefully you'll be able to tell us with this. I'm sorry, maybe putting a spot with this. But here's the question. The question for you is, you know, of course, down the Kafskos, it helps in the marriage. I guess everybody knows it. Jews, non-Jews, we know. Okay, I'll try to judge favorably. But is it, is it more than that? Is this a concept that Akash Baruch wants us to do? Is this Ratz and Hashem? Where do we see it in the Torah? Like, if you could help us a little bit with that, I'd really, really appreciate it. Okay, fine. Let's start with the, the sources. You have a mission in Avos. The what's called mission in Avos says Shua ben Prachia says three with three things. Asi lecharav, make for yourself a rav. you should have a friend. V'dan is kol adam lekavschos. We have it over there. It's interesting to know why is it Rav Shua ben Prachia who says this. Kedai to know the Gemara says in the, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin Kuv Zayin and Bay is actually a Gemara which is taken out in some prints, but I have a story over there where Rav Shua ben Prachia goes to an inn and he. Comes 
compliments the in- he talks to his students about the innkeeper. He says, what a nice innkeeper. And one of the students there was a man referred to as Yesho. And he says, no, her eye was droopy speaking about her looks. The Rebbe says, I see where your head is. I'm talking about her midos, and you're talking about her looks. So he sent him, he sent him out. And every day he kept on coming back and asking for Mechila till one day the, Re- the Rebbe put up his hand to say one minute. And then... It'll work out. But he misunderstood Yeshu, and he thought that was it. And I'm finished. I'm thrown out forever. And he left. And because of that, it caused a tremendous, tremendous calamity afterwards. Yeshu had made two mistakes here. He misunderstood his Rebbe on two accounts. And from those two accounts, that came to such tremendous calamities afterwards. That is all down the couch. Because so many times there are situations that you just have a total misread on the situation. And because you misread it, you brought yourself, you can't imagine and how much trouble and how much others trouble. That's at least the Mishnah and Avos. But if you want to go back to Chumash, we have over here in a couple weeks' time, we'll be reading Parshas Kedoshim. In Parshas Kedoshim, it says, Betzedek Tishbot Amisecha. Rashi has a pshat there. It's Dan Lekavzchus. Right afterwards, it says, Lo Selech Rachel Bamecha. Don't speak Lashon Hara. Now, it's interesting when you hear all these laws about Lashon Hara, and people say how bad it is, and it could bring so much destruction to you and everything else. You're like, fine, okay, I won't speak Lashon Hara. But now, what do you going to do the next time someone does something to you? The next time you're going to hold it in? You can't. That's what the Pasuk says right afterwards. Don't hate your brother in your heart. That's not an option. So you ostensibly have two healthy ways to go. Holding it in is not the healthy way to go. It, either you're going to have to explain to the person in a proper way, in a good way, the issues that are going on. Hence, it says, what says right afterwards, give rebuke. But the gain says, give rebuke, has to be in order to help the person for the future. That's the trop on the word is a mapak from the word to turn things around for a few, for the future. The middle letters of Hocheach are Vav Chaf, which is Gemach Yud Ke Vav Ke, to do it in a good way, to help change for the future. Alternatively, is if I could be Dan Lekav If I'm Dan Lekav you diffuse the entire bomb. You just tell the person, you just over here like, no, I know the person didn't mean it. Most times, the people who we fight with, who are the people who we fight with, is many times the people we're close to. Do these people love us? Of course they love us. Think about that. They love us? Yes, you're spouse, your parents, your friends, they love you. Do they want to hurt you? No. They don't want what's called they don't want to hurt you. So why are they what so why are they doing that? We don't know why they're doing it. But you don't need in Dalakavskhas, you don't need if a person continues to do the same the same thing over and over, you don't need to seem to say like well, let me just explain what we're saying. We're saying oh you go to Tony's pepperoni you see a guy going to some tray pizza store in for the thousand straight day. You don't say, Oh, I'm sure Tony put a gun to his head that you know right, forced right, him in here right, a thousand right, straight days. Right, right, but right. what we could say in that situation is the truth right. is if I was born up with his challenges, when his situation, how he grew up in the family life and everything else, maybe I too would be there. You just try to put yourself in his shoes a little bit and that's well that's another way to be what Don Lacasso was. If we diffuse the bombs, I know this person didn't mean it. I don't know what's going on, but I know they didn't want to hurt me, then you're not gonna have an issue with speaking Lush because there's nothing to talk about. The, the bomb is diffused and that's just one point it's interesting to know afterwards from a practical standpoint of Dan Lakavskos is this it says V'haftarecha k'moicha ani rotka ani Hashem V'haftarecha love your friend k'moicha like what like that ani Hashem I am Hashem Hashem judges us how what's called, how we deal with others we don't want Hashem to deal with us in a very very harsh light we want you do want to go with it you want to go with accounting one second did you wake up in the this morning is Gabe Kari wake up like a lion did you ever wake up like a lion were we on time for chakras did you pay attention to a thing did you pay attention to one word that you said go through the entire day did you deal with everyone properly it's very very harsh to live that way if you don't want to live that way so we don't want to deal with others we want to deal with others properly also so that's what's cool that is at least the the sources to the sources okay to start. so one second. so this is very interesting because you know and, and everybody's listening to, to us today you know we all heard that you know everybody knows the period of us so you're saying the same tana this is wild because the same tana who who writes who we say about down like have a down call them the kafskos right and for those of you who don't understand what that means i mean judge everyone to to the side of favor, to the kaf, my understanding is the kaf is is the scale, and it's the side, the scale. I'm just wondering what you thought about that. Why is why is it like 
compare it to like a scale as opposed to just Jay's judgment favorably? Why is it like a scale and push it over this side as opposed to that side? What's your thoughts about that? There could be a few different things to say about it. But one thing is, and one thing is always go back to this point. Most people we're dealing with, does this person love me? Does this person care about me? I know I have so much proof on one. Just put it on the scale. Yes, this is my spouse. They did this for me. They what? They took care of me. They whatever it was. They, they either you're talking about one who's taking care of financially. Yes, they're always doing that. They're taking the kids out. They're putting the kids to sleep. They're cooking. Whatever, whoever we're talking about in the situation. Let's put all the things, all the positive things on one side. And now let's understand. I know from a hundred different times this person cares about me. This is what this person loves me. Now we did this one thing over here. So now let's balance it out. That that's what's go that way. Oh, so you're saying? Oh, so and that's why a scale is a, is a that great could be, analogy. That could be one of well, one approach. Because you're because what you're saying is, in essence, this is interesting. That that what will help you judge a person favorably is if you start putting on the scale all the positive things that you know are givens. So you know that you know that your wife loves you. You know she's there for you. You know she's taking care of the kids. You know she's selfless. So now she annoys you. So yeah, you're all annoyed about her. So you're saying is. Think of a scale and, and try to tip it with all the givens, and that will help you judge her favorably. Is that yeah? Is that, I, okay. I would say even the same thing. Just like we use the expression "gamzu latova," right? It was famously said by Rabbi Kiva's Rabbi Nachamish Gamzu. Uh-huh. But what what does Gamzu mean? Also, this. Why did his name should be Nachamish Gamzu Latova? What does Gamzu mean? Right, right. And there's a guy was pointing out because many times we know we go through difficult situations, and we know Hashem has helped us in the past. Gamzu also this. You have to use that. Apply. Go back to your source system go back to where you have everything in the past and then you'll know over here to the future we start working from there wow wow okay so that's good that's very that's very interesting that's very interesting this is saying so this is saying he was the one who had this story with Yeshu right that's Gemara Sanhedrin Kozayin it's Gemara Sanhedrin it's like a little sensor but the point of the matter is we don't really know who Yeshu is but whatever it is the point of the matter is you know it it wasn't good it was not a good situation 100% and it it led to to, either way it led to tremendous calamities and, uh, and, 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 okay, so let's understand. So, so what happens over here is that he actually had this personal experience himself in his life, and his student thought at the end that he's kicking him out when he, when he showed him, like he said, his He hand. was putting up his hand to say one minute. And he understood wow. that he under, misinterpreted, misinterpreted that one gesture. And all of history... Changed from you, that misunderstanding. You know, you know, you know something interesting. It's like uh, many times I see, you know, I hear there's a lot working with couples is that this hand motion. It's the it's the hand motion. It's like people on the hand, and that hand motion. I don't know if this happens in your house, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. If Chas Shalom, your husband or your wife gives you like a hand, like you know, in Israel, I think it's much more popular. Rakshniya, they give you like this hand, like the fingers are like together. Rakshniya, Rakshniya. But here it's like the hand, and that could be interpreted. You know, ladies and gentlemen, listening to me, that that hand could be like. It could be like either give me one second. I'm really busy and overwhelmed right now. That would be like the Don Lakovskos way, or the other way is like I'm so not interested in you. Like please leave me alone. Leave me alone. I, I can't deal with you right now. And that's and that's uh-huh. and that's so Yeshua and Prachia have this happen to him. And then you're saying that this is actually in Kadoshim. It's not just a Mishnah. He gets this all comes from Kadoshim. But there's a problem because you're saying that even though the Rashi says that there to be Don Lakovskos. But the other problem is you can't hate someone in your heart. And if you can't hate someone in your heart, and you can't see Elshon Hara, so now you're stuck. So what are you saying? So that's what, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. That, that's, it. that's exactly what we're saying. Is you, you can't speak Elshon Hara. If someone does something to you, you can't just keep on burying it inside. Because you can't hate someone in your heart. So you have two options. You're either going to talk it out with the person. That's what says, right. the same okay. Okay. in your heart. Okay. And, but again, do that in a proper way. Right. Meaning, that and that's, the guy, we that. that's what the guy said. It has to be in order to change for the future. Just saying, oh, you're a moron. That doesn't help anybody. Right. Right. Doesn't, right. It doesn't help anybody. It'll only actually make the situation worse. <laughs> Right. Only explain from your standpoint, like when you, I don't know, perhaps you were unaware, but when you stepped on my head, it bothered me a little bit. If we can avoid that for a future, it would be much appreciated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Obviously, I'm talking with sarcasm here, but right. you understand, yeah, that's what yeah. not to do. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, fine. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, fine. And then you said, and then you said also, you were saying as far as Bahatlarachakamocha. You mentioned something, something about oh, seeing right. the whole we, person. Of course, yeah. and we mentioned, or else don't be dam lekavzchos. Those are your two options. Your two options, either be able to talk it out, or just be dam lekavzchos. That, okay, obviously they didn't mean it, whatever the situation was. Right, right, yeah. right. Now, you mentioned something, uh, you mentioned something about, about, about judging the whole person, the whole person, 
What what was what's what's that oh, all about? That, that was good. Fine. So that well, that's again the statement in Perkyov. It says Danis Kola Adam Lakavskos judge the entire person Lakavskos. Many times it's because we don't understand the person that we take so many issues. If we would understand where that person was coming from in its entirety, from their background, from their childhood, from their makeup, from their structure, then so many times issues that we think, what is wrong with this person? We'd be like, you don't understand where they're coming from. Let's look in the Torah itself. The Torah is actually fascinating. There is like, and we hate people that we don't like how they feel. The Torah calls, Leah calls herself the hated one. Mm -hmm. So much so, she names her kids that way. Reuven, you saw I was afflicted. Shimon, you heard I was hated. Can you imagine, like, Shimon comes to the class, how did you got your name? Oh, I got my name because my daddy hates my mommy. And that's just great, <laughs> really. What's wrong with it? And the Medrash Rabbah goes on to say, goes in different Shatim. It could be Yaakov hated Rachel. Everybody hated Rachel. Like, every, I'm sorry, not Rachel, Leah. And was like, what kind of girl would do this? Steal a husband who wants to go away from her sister? What's wrong with this person? And, you, and they're ripping. And take a look at the stories in the Komish itself. Rachel gives Leah, let's go, Rachel gives Leah over. After Rachel gives gives Leah her husband, then she, Leah's already got four kids, Reuven, Shem, Levi, Huda, and Leah's got some flowers. Rachel's like, can I have those fertility flowers? We would expect Leah to be like, of course, I owe you my entire life. You know, like, you gave me, you gave me everything. What's Leah's response? Is it a small thing? First, you take my husband. Then you want the flowers? It's like, whoa, Leah, I handed you your husband on a platter. Right. This right. is uh, so out of line. On what's going laser? How can she just know a curse at hope whatsoever? It's like so flippant. What's wrong with her? How about that? <laughs> now let's see how <coughs> Leah deals with Yaakov. Listen to this, Major. Yaakov, what's going Yaakov realized in the morning, remember, picture this, he's worked for Ruckel for seven years. He wakes mm -hmm. up in the morning and it's Leah and he is not a happy camper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He says to Leah, Leah, you are the tricker, the daughter of a tricker. I'd expect an apology from Leah. No apologies here. Leah's like, oh, what's go? Oh, what's go? Leah's like, really? Because so, Yaakov says, you're the tricker, the daughter of a tricker. Last night I called out to you. I said, well, I said, Rachel, you said yes. I said, Rachel, you said yes. What does Leah say? Oh, I had a really good teacher. I had a good teacher. Your father said to you, Asaph, you said yes. Is the Asaph, you say yes. Oh, I had a good teacher. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you wonder why she's called the hated one. <laughs> like, how's she operating this way? And what's going on over here? What is the Gold of Shad over here? First, with, first with Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo yeah. Zalman says, you know, when Rachel gave over the signs, we think Rachel comes over to Leah, and we're like, oh, Leah, you're going to be toast. You're, like, you're going to be finished. You're going to be so busted. But, you know, I'm going to save your skin and give you over the secret signs. That. That's not what she did, according to Shlomo Zalman. She said is, what were the signs? What do you think the signs were? Red light, green light, one, two, three, is some secret knock. <laughs> says, no, by Yaakov, yeah. everything is Torah. The signs were the halachas of chala, nida, halachas neras, the halachas that a woman needs to know. So what Rachel did was, Rachel didn't tell Leah these are secret signs. Mm -hmm. Rachel tells what Rachel tells Leah. He, she says is, you're a kala, you need to know the halachas of a kala. Let me teach you the halachas of chala, nida, halachas neras. Wow. So Leah never even realized that Rachel gave her over the horizon to begin with, number one. <laughs> that, you know, stand, like, you know, she, she has no, no, wow. no, 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 wow. number two, what's she answering Yaakov? Well, ya what Leah is saying to Yaakov is, Yaakov, you spent. You know why I spent my whole life crying, mm -hmm. is because I was. I, everyone knew you're the younger one, so you have to marry Rachel, the younger one. I'm the older girl. I have to marry the Bechor. That's Asa. But you stole the brachas from Asa. You stole the brachas from your father. Why? Because you had a right to do it. You bought the Bechera. You had a right to do it. There, what? Therefore, when you had a right, you tricked your father. But now you are the Bechor. If you are the Bechor, you're supposed to marry me. And if you're supposed to marry, well, you're supposed to marry me. Wow. Then what's going? That's what I learned from you, Kapshut. That wasn't a sharp line. And with a back to her statement, first you take my husband, and now you take the kids. In automatically inside a marriage, two things normally will come into play. There's a connection between the husband and the wife, uh -huh. and there's also the kids. What right. Leah's saying to Rachel, I know you're the real wife. I know you're the one he loves. It's husband. It's you. Let me be the one with the kids. Wow. So the truth is, you can 
argue on your issues, whether Leia's right or wrong, whatever it is. But at least now we understand her. When we started off, we were so upset. What's going on with this girl? Because when you don't understand someone, you don't like them. You hate them. Where are they coming from? But when you understand, all that hate dissipates. And that's a tremendous, tremendous thing to note. So many times in life, it's like that. You just, I don't understand. But when you finally understand, you see the situation is what's called is not like that. Although the situation could be identical. But that's like you have the story of Kamsan Bar Kamsan. Right. He says, it says, because of Kamsan Bar Kamsan, the base of Megdash was destroyed. Was the base of Megdash destroyed because of Kamsan Bar Kamsan? Kamsan didn't do anything. The guy didn't get an invitation to a wedding. You know, like he said, invite my friend Kamsan. He invites Bar Kamsan. What's it his problem? What's it his problem? Also, oh, this, this is some people might not know the story. Basically, that, that the invitation went out to the wrong person, right? So, um, and, but so Kamsa was the one who was supposed to get the invitation and never got the invitation. And then it was Bar Kamsa who actually went to the party and then was kicked out and then eventually, you know, went to, 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 the, to whoever the, the Caesars, whatever it is. And then, and, 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 and that, you know, was a domino effect. It tried to bring the carbon and made the mum v'chulu v'chulu. But Kamsa, you're saying Kamsa was the one who was supposed to be invited, who was never invited. So why are we mentioning his name as part of the reason of the destruction of the base Hamikdash? Right. Exactly. Okay. So because of Kamsa yeah. and Kamsa, Sister Ravels has pointed out. We mentioned base of the morale. It's alluding to their names, just like their names are similar. They're similar type of people. Many mm-hmm. times in life, yeah. if you would ask, not that we're here to judge, but if you ask from an objective standpoint, you have two workers in place. You're like, who's a nicer? They're both just as nice they're both just as observant they're both like right. objectively right. speaking they're the same type of guy right. but if you have a situation where you uh-huh. love one of them and hate the other one that's the baseless hatred that destroyed what's called that destroyed the base of wow. you can so many times you have the same situation you can have a situation where you're in a good flow mm-hmm. you're in a good flow with your spouse and everything else they could do the same exact thing you can know your friend says a joke you laugh someone you hate says the same joke oh he's saying a dumb joke the right. two things are what so many times are identical you can have these issues also you know, between couples, sometimes one is talking about their family and says, oh, my family, they really care. Right, your right. family doesn't care. Even from an objective standpoint, they both care. It's only right, you're coming right. from your standpoint. You see things only what's going only your way. But if we would have the objective standpoint, so much of this, it goes, what goes by the wayside. That's so interesting. So, so, so uh, you said a very interesting line. You say, if you don't understand the person, what was that? If you don't understand the person, then you hate the person. Right. You saying? don't like that. Many times, like, uh-huh. I can't believe it. Why would you do this? Sometimes you understand where they're coming from so much. I'll tell you, even tell you uh, let's go, a story. Yeah. There was, uh, let's go, a story where uh, a Rebbe was running in. He was very, let's go, was very, very late to class. He was under tremendous right. stress. He comes to right. class, and a kid picks up his arm to show him the watch. And the rabbi's like, what a chutzpah. What's going on over here? That's what you're going to do. You're going to show me what's going to show me your watch. You're going to tell me that I'm late. This is totally improper. And really right. berated the kid right. and really gave it to the right. cat. Right. The parents called the rabbi, what's going the next day? Uh-huh. Said, what's going says, you should know. You totally misunderstood this story. Uh-huh. My kid loves you. And he just got a new watch. He was telling me the night before he can't wait till he comes into your class to show you the new watch that he got. Wow. So many times we see things one way and here the what's called instead of it being a mocking statement right. was a term of endearment, a term of what's called of connection. But so many times that way, so many times you misinterpret one situation. They totally didn't mean it. They totally had no negative intent and it came out and it's totally interpreted that way and it becomes a full blown you know, a situation. You're not talking to each other for days. You don't even know how it started. Wow, wow, wow. I, I just want to jump right into this. This is very, by the way, for those of you who are just joining us right now, we, we are Zochet to have Rabbi Effie Goldman, who's, who's, for those of you who don't know, he is a prominent Magachir in Evei in Yerushalayim. He gives Shurim in, in other places in Yerushalayim and uh, many, many of the girls' seminaries, etc. And Baruch Hashem, we, we, are, we really are Zochet to have him here today. And the topic today is being Dan Lekafschus. And uh, understanding where this, you know, as far as the 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 the, the Torah, the 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 Torah's philosophy as far as judging people favorably, and where does it come from? The Torah, we all know the famous, you know, Mishnah and Pirkei Avos have done the How do we try to integrate into our marriage? And what what you were just saying, Rabbi Goldman, is is that there was this, this interesting, wild story of a Rebbe who comes late to class. And this boy is, is, is pointing to his watch, and he understood, the Rebbe understood that he's telling him, why are you being so late, sort of mocking him. And it, 
and I just want to jump into this because the question over here is, and this is, you know, isn't this clear to you who are listening to me right now that, you know, after listening to Rabbi Goldman, we see that it's so clear this is all the Torah, it's all from Kaddish Baruch Hu, that down the Kaskos, they judge people favorably. But the problem, like, he, like Rabbi Goldman was saying, is, is okay, judge someone favorably. It's very, very hard. You can't keep it inside. You can't keep the hatred inside because then you're being over a different love. You're not supposed to hate your brother in your heart. You're not supposed to hold grudges against other people. You can't say Lashon Hara, so you got to judge favorably. So I, just want, I want to add to this one thing, because the question is, how exactly to deal with this? And we see we see how, how pivotal it is. And like Rabbi Goldman was saying, as far as seeing the whole picture, the whole person, and getting there. I, this particular point, and that is, you're gonna, you know, this show is going to be over. And you're going to remember it, and you're going to say, wow, Rabbi Goldman spoke so nicely. And then it's going to be three hours later, four hours later, and you're going to get that phone call from your spouse, and it's just going to be either either you're not going to get that phone call, and that's going to upset you, or you're going to get that phone call, and you're going to be like, I can't believe you're attacking me like that. And then it's like, now you want me to down the Kavskos? Are you serious, Rabbi Greenfield? Thank you very much. You don't know what's going on in my house. You don't know how my husband acts to me. You don't know how my wife acts to me. I'm not saying all the time. But when it happens, you want me to down, down the Kavskos? Are you joking? So this is a, so I want to throw this in. This is very important. It's technical stuff. We have to understand that what happens what happens in our brain, the way Kavshbochu created our brain psychologically, is we enter this into this fight or flight position where it's like automatically, if you would monitor your heart and your blood pressure, Pressure, when you're upset at your spouse, when you're when you're thinking, oh, I can't believe my husband, I can't believe my wife, oh, you would see that your blood pressure is up, you would see your heart rates up. You're in fight mode now. Many of you are not going to be able to don the kafshus then. Yeah, don the kafshus. You can't be don the kafshus. This is what he was talking about with the guy in pepperoni pizza. That's what this is. This is my husband acting like the pepperoni pizza story. That's what my husband is right now. No, no. So that's why it's very, very, very important always to give you that. Give yourself that break. Just give yourself that break. You know, I say A, B, C, D. A, allow yourself that one hour just to calm yourself time. Time is your best friend. I know I say hour many times. Like, there's no way I could wait an hour. You know, if you can't wait an hour, wait 10 minutes and then wait an hour. You are not ready to negotiate now. No way you are ready. And you have to try to be mavata. Number two, B, breathe deeply for five cycles while, while closing your eyes and feeling your stomach expand. I know this sounds funny. Oh, come on. Why am I some sort of guru in India? I'm not breathing deeply. No, do it. Do it. You'll see. There are plenty of studies that show that this works. Breathe deeply. Hold your stomach and say, this is going to be okay. I'm okay. My husband didn't mean it. My husband did not mean it. Or my wife did not mean it. I know my wife loves me. She does so much for me. How about everything else that she does? By the way, I know this sounds easy, but Bishas Maisa, at the time, it's very hard. See, calm yourself down by doing something else which will distract your thoughts. Do something else. Listen to music. Go take a walk. Read a book. Exercise. You're going to see. You're going to be able to let it go. You will be able to let it go. If you can't digest what's really bothering you by answering the following questions, what are you really upset? Are you really upset at your wife? Is that what you're really upset at? You just got a bill in the mail. There's a cutoff notice from Con Edison. Or you just got a, uh, uh, your boss just called you and it was nasty to you. Or something else happened in your life and you're just taking it out. You're just displacing your frustration on your wife. You're not upset at your wife. You're, not, you're really upset about something else. Oh, maybe it's true. Maybe I'm upset about something else. So that's the E. And then after that, you'll see you'll be able to let it go. But even if you can't let it go, at least you'll be able to do what Rabbi Goldman is telling us today. And that is see the whole person. After you're calm, then you can sort of see the whole person. You know, Rabbi Goldman is interesting. I, I, I heard this. I forgot who I heard this from. You cannot have a court case unless you have both the prosecutor and the defendant there at the same time. We could be prosecutors very, very easily. How horrible our wives are. Oh, boy, they don't care about us. Boy, the meal is so late. Or they're not there for us. She told me to cut me on time. She's not on time herself. This, You know what? Just say to yourself, okay, so now I'm very upset at her. But can I defend her? If I can't defend her, I can't be upset at her. I got to calm myself down. I got I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to take it easy. I got to chill out, as they say. Calm myself down. And then <clears throat> maybe I could be down the cops close. Listen, some of you are at the level where you could be down the cops close right away. You know, you come home and, you know, and the kids are there screaming and fighting, the baby is crying, and, and like your wife is nowhere to be seen, and all there is is mayhem in the house, and some of you could, could just stop and say, I'm sure my wife is taking care of something very, very important, that's why the house is flying all over the place, and the baby's crying, and the diaper stinks, and whatever it is, I'm sure it's right, but some of us, it takes a little more time, so instead of like 
acting on our autopilot. We got to uh, you know, we got we got to be careful. We got to be careful. Just give ourselves time. Are you listening to me, those of you out there in J Root Radio Land? Give yourself time. You hear me? Then you'll be able to do all the stuff Rabbi Goldman is telling us. Give yourself that time. Breathe deeply. Take a walk. Then you'll be able to start being down the cuffs close. Because the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is that. We are all down the kaf chov on our autopilots. Everybody is always right, always wrong until we think about it. it. Takes a lot of avoda. Takes a lot of avoda. It's very, very interesting. You know, you mentioned to me something before we came here. You said to me something, a really cute story about. Uh, I think it was about this man, this woman who was stuck in a pit with a weasel or something. What, what, what was that? If you could just okay. repeat that to the audience, I think that okay. would, they would enjoy that. Okay, fine. I just one uh, while you were talking about, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, about the court case, it yeah. reminded me of a funny story. Yeah. Rav Yonis and Ivshitz, even as a young kid, was like studying Torah all day, such a serious scholar. Uh-huh. They said to him, how could you be so serious? You're so young. And he mentioned exactly what you said. You know the what's called the rule is you can't hear one you know one side without the other, uh-huh. but since the what's called since the yetsar haras uh, comes at, our evil inclination is at birth, and uh-huh. the yetsar tov only comes at bar mitzvah, so every time the yetzah, I'm not bar mitzvah yet every time the yetsar hara comes over to him I'm like one second I can't listen to you yet I can't hear until the next <laughs> litigant comes you know <laughs> that is what funny, but the story yeah. the what's called the, the pit and the weasel what's called we wanted to mention I will explain why we you, what we're talking about in this context is is this, is that there was a, a girl who was walking and she fell inside a pet. Okay. And, and she's screaming, help, help. And the guy passed by and the guy said, I'll marry you. I'll, let's go, I'll help you. Only on, only on condition that you will, let's go, you'll, when you get older, you'll agree to marry me. Okay. And obviously realizing probably better to marry, marry this guy <laughs> than to live in a pit for the rest of her life. So she said yes. And he said, but who's going to be the witnesses to this story? So it's a weasel who passed by. He said, ah, this weasel, and this pit that you're in will be the... Will be, the, will be one witness. Will, will be the, the okay. two witnesses. Uh, the, uh, the weasel will be the witness? The weasel and the pit. And Those the pit the will be a witness. And, and, and that he, she has to marry him yeah. because he took her out of the yeah. pit. Okay. Yeah. Now, ultimately, although she waited for him, he did what's called, he did not. He sort of forgot about this whole story and married someone else. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was they had two children, mm-hmm. and one of them got killed by a weasel, and the other one fell into a pit and died. The wife's wow. like, what's going on here and then she rem- he remembered the story uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then she divorced and married this person the question is how in the world could the weasel in the pit keep the deal <laughs> like a pit can at least uh, right. a weasel can at least move you know a pit can't a even pit go can't, right, right, but this right. is what you told me for Kaim Shalevitz I think he said is this because you empower the pit and the weasel mm-hmm. if you empower if you can empower a pit and a weasel you can empower anyone you have to know what's so dangerous about not being down like how close it almost starts off oh I know for sure they're going to mess up for sure they won't do this right. you sort of empower them not to do this uh-huh. if you start thinking you know they can hopefully they will be able to get it done if you start having more confidence and then sometimes you even say, "Oh, you know, I know you're great at that." And I, I know myself. I right. remember myself right. one time I wasn't learning well. Marisha's like, "You're such a good bucket. You're doing so well." And I knew he was just doing this trick, and it still helped. <laughs> but the more times you think that, oh, you're for sure gonna fail, you're empowering negative, what's called negativity, and wow. usually that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy for you and for them. You don't want to, what's called, you don't want to get into that. It's very, what's called, very unhealthy. You want to come and stay in a positive, in a positive flow. Okay, this is this is this is very powerful what you're saying right now because this is something that that is so important. Not only with our spouse, but also with our children. You know, with our children, or even ourselves, and our, exactly with our, <laughs> ourselves. Right. That it all starts with ourselves and our own self-esteem and self-worth, etc. You know, and bringing ourselves down in the feeling of guilt. But then, it, then you have this. You know, then you have this many times with our spouses. And who here who has children doesn't have this with their children, right? Where you know we could get annoyed at our children because something happened. They're just annoying us. And then, and then sometimes you want to say to your child, like, you know what, just. This is not going to work. This is just not going to work. You know, you've been trying. I've been telling you to bring your homework for who knows how long. Forget it. You're just, you're, you're never going to bring your homework. I'm wasting my time with you. I don't know why I'm, I, I don't even know why I'm wasting my time. Just actually, you can hear many times between spouses. I don't even know why I'm wasting my time. You want, you want to hear again? I'm to tell you to clear breakfast table so the kids could see. Uh, how many times do you want me to tell you? I'm not even bothering. Because like, husband's like, I see you're upset. Husband's like, I see you're upset. I was like, oh, nothing. I see you're upset. Tell me what's the matter. Okay, you want me to tell you? How many times to tell you already? You walk out of here. The table is, is messy. I want the kids to clean. And they see their father's not cleaning. So what do you want? What do you want? Just, I'm wasting my time with you. 
And those words, I'm wasting my time with you. I don't even know why I waste my time. I don't even know why, why I'm talking to you, saying that to our spouse, saying it to our children. What you're saying is, is you're saying here, this is very true, that, that what you're, you're, you're unfortunately, unfortunately bringing them down. You're not giving them a choice. This is who you are. This is a fixed situation. You're, you're just, you're done. You're a loser. That's over. So is that, is that, is that? <coughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's go. That's for sure. That's for sure. That way. That's wow, for sure. wow! 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 Okay, I want to talk about some more things here. You know, before I just want to take a little take. A, we're gonna take a little breather break here. Uh, those of you who have questions, I don't know if we have time. But if you do have questions, you know, feel free. Feel free to call. This is a live show, by the way. April twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. Here on my computer is eleven forty six. Our our phone number here. If we could figure out how to work this out, if we have time, seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. That's seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. We're gonna take some questions here. We have Rabbi Goldman here from Eretz Yisrael. Not every day we can take questions like this. Um, okay, we're gonna put on a little bit of music and then we're gonna see if we have anybody. So call us after I'm gonna figure this out. Thank you for listening. We'll be gonna be we're gonna be right back. We're gonna be right back. Welcome back to Ray and Mahu from this Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. We are joining here. Again, we have Zohet to have Rabbi Effie Goldman here from Yerushalayim, who uh, really has enlightened us with many, 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 uh, I, I would say, you know, enlightenments of Dan Likav Schos. For those of you who have questions, you know, we got a bunch of phone calls here. I, I really did not know how to use this, but we have our engineer right now. So those of you who want to, uh, those of you who want to ask questions, the uh, phone number here is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. I'm going to try to take questions. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What's your question? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're having, hold on, don't, don't, okay, fine. All right, I, I, Okay, fine. We were not able to hear that because uh, that basically went off the air. We didn't have our headphones on over here. So I'm sorry, but we were not able to hear that piece. Again, for those of you who have questions, uh, we are here live, April 27, 2017, 11.49 a.m. Our phone lines here are 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Hello, you are on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. Hello? Hi, hi! You're on the air. What's your question? Okay, we're having we're having technical difficulties. We have a lot of people calling in, but unfortunately, we're not getting this together. Again, if you have a question, we're gonna try this one more time. Those of you with questions, we have questions, but we're trying to get the technicalized. The Eight Sahara is here. He does not want us to answer it. But try again. Try again. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. We will take your questions. Um, if you call, we are trying to connect this together right now. I'm sorry we hung up on wherever we hung up, but try again, try again, and we'll do it. I just want to tell you also, for those of you, just a second here, and you could keep on calling. We're going to try to get the engineer to connect it here. And that is as far as far as the Don Lekav's Chos Shabo. And, and that, that piece here is, you know, I'm just wondering about Goldman. And we, again, we have Rabbi Goldman here from Yerushalayim. The question over here to, that I wanted to ask you, is as follows. I wanted to know, is it possible sometimes that someone tries to be down the Kafs Chus 
and then and then they and then they sort of like maybe speak to their wife and say, you know, can you please explain me exactly what happened? And then then their wife will tell them, well, actually, you know what? I didn't want to take your phone call. I was a little annoyed at you. What is a person supposed to do then? You know what I'm saying? I try to be down the kashkos. I ask you the question, and then you're like, you know what? I just wasted my time being down the kashkos because you really didn't want to take my phone call. It was really not nice. So that's that's again again. The, it's seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Let's just take the second. We try to take this call. Hello, you're. Hello, hello, you're on the air. I hope you hear us. Hello. Is it possible sometimes that someone tries to be down with and then they sort of like speak to their wife? And then they sort of like speak to their wife. And then they sort of like speak to their wife. And then they sort of like and then they're getting hung up. I think because we have too many phone calls. But don't stop. Don't stop with the phone calls. Keep on, keep on calling and turn off your radios because if you have your radio on, we can't hear you. But my question to Rabbi Goldman in a second before we're going to try this again and again. And that's going to sound like the other person was just asking, actually. Oh, that's what he was asking? <laughs> oh, okay. So he was asking this question. Exactly. The question was, you know, you try to be down the Kafskos. You ask your wife, why did you do this? And then she tells you, yeah, I didn't want to talk to you. So, so what, what, what's your thoughts about that, Rabbi Goldman? <laughs> the, the interesting thing is that you have to, what people realize, that's even part of it. You don't have to come up, oh, it must be, you know, something crazy. What goes something crazy, you know, must be, oh, she probably didn't hear the phone. It could be, yes, she is at what's going annoyed at you. And that's, uh, to, uh, that's understandable. She could be annoyed at you. Maybe it is something that you said. That can be. Maybe it's something that you said. Maybe she's having a really hard day. And if she's having a really hard day, the kids or whatever that situation is, then she's not able to talk to you or to anyone for that matter at what's go at this point. And that's where, where we uh, try to we try to be understanding from that standpoint. We try to understand that she's not able to deal at this situation. Whether she's not able to deal with me or anything at this time, I understand that. That she's a person, she's having a lot of stress, and she can't deal with me at this time. It's not because she doesn't love me in principle. She's having a difficult time today. And that's where the Don Lakaskos is going on. We don't need a Don Lakaskos, some retarded thing. You could just come to this, and this is something we know. We know ourselves. Sometimes we're not ready to talk okay, to everybody. Okay, okay, okay. so for, for the caller who asked that question, because that was the caller asking a question. <coughs> that's again, what it sounded like to me. We were like, right, right. For the caller who asked that question, what, what we're saying like this many times we're trying to be Don Lakaskos, trying to be Don Lakaskos. Then you ask your wife, okay, what, what happened here? Why, why didn't you pick up my call? And she's like, well, I don't want to speak to you. I was upset at you. It's like, okay, thank you. So I'm trying to Don Lakaskos. So what you're saying is that it's very possible that right now in this particular appointment, she, she, you know, like I say, had her hats on, and um, well, well, actually, yeah, let, yeah. let's say it, let's say it in clearer terms. In clearer terms, yeah, clear terms, it is yeah. not. Let Let's get clear. It is not that she's a vindictive person, a per, you know, just an evil individual who doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. The, the term I'm supposed to is, no, I know that what's called that you love me. I know that what's called that you care about me. You're having a difficult day. That's my Don LeCavskos. You have because of your what's called your makeup and your difficult day. You're not able to talk to me now. Oh, that's what's called. That's right. what I'm saying. You don't have to come in some crazy, what's called crazy idea. Probably space Martians came into the house and held up the phone. You don't need to say things like that. Exactly. That's not Don Lekovskos. I, I love what you just said because this, a lot of people feel that Don Lekovskos means that, oh, maybe, maybe there's a call from the hospital, someone's sick. No, you don't have to go that direction. It's, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot going on. And you know, life becomes stressful. And you know, people get upset. And you know what? I'm not going to take this seriously. Because if I'm going to take this seriously, I'm going to make a blow it up. Because I know overall she's a good right, person. Meaning, that's the thing. I know you love me. I know you what's going. I know you love me. I know you care about me. I, I also I understand. Obviously, there must be some tense situation that it's unpleasant for you to speak to me now. Or maybe it's something that I even did myself. Uh, maybe I am the tense situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> okay, for those of you who have questions, we're going to try this again and again. I know we have phone calls coming. But keep on trying. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. If you have text, you can text the text line because that we're going to get for sure 712 uh, where are we text line no 347-927-8398 347-927-8398 what we're talking about is down the we're talking about how this all ties in 
to what the Torah speaks about, where it's where we had Rishul Ibn Prakya, and then we had Rabbi Goma was telling us how the Torah speaks about Dan Lakav speaks about uh, about when it talks about you know that 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 which we try to be Dan Lakav's chus because sometimes that's the only choice. Lush and Hara is not a choice. Fighting with your spouse is not a choice. Um, keeping it inside is not a choice. So what do you do? You have no choice. You have a Dan Lakav's chus. So my question to you here, and again, if you have questions, comments, seven one eight. Uh, 6835858 we're trying to get this to work um, question Rabbi Goldman is like this because we're running out of time question is like this I'm wondering if this if we do we see this right now as Rish Chodesh In, tomorrow <coughs> tomorrow I think everybody who's listening to me tomorrow is going to have had start the Sphira Avelis period morning period right <coughs> the question is you know, 30, you know, 33 days, tell me the Rabbi Akiva. Is there, is there a connection, would you say, being down the Kavs close to this particular period of time? What is your yeah, thoughts okay, about I'll, that? Let, let's say this very quickly. Besides the fact, of course, we know the students of Akiva, we know because we know the students of Akiva died because they were not nay covered Zebazat. So let's talk about Lagba Omer very quickly and okay. we'll try to close out that. Yes. It's very funny. We, we say, what's a big sim called Lagba Omer? It's a student stopped dying. So it's like a student stopped dying. How many students he had? 24,000. How many died? 24,000. You know why they stopped dying? Because everybody's dead. You know, like, what's that? Going? That was great. That was just amazing. You don't need to put a stop sign by a brick wall. So who else could have died? <laughs> who else could have died was Rivia Kiva himself. Rivia Kiva himself, even if he doesn't actually die, he could have what's called, he could have given up, which would be the normal reaction. After 24,000 to die, just forget it. I'm what's called, I'm out of here. But he pushes on and he gets five, what's going he gets five new students. And from there, what's go there ostensibly come everything. It's interesting to know the Parshas Bukhukosa is a 33rd Parsha in the Torah, many years lines up with well, Lagba Omer, which is 33. There are two Masechtas in the Babli, Erechen and Tamur, that have 33 blot in it also. We'll see the connection to that. And their source Psukim are in Parshas Bechukosai. Erechen means a person's value. And a person's value is put right next to the curses. We'll try to see the significance of that. Tamura is back today, we give Meiser by giving a tenth of our money. Way back when, they used to open the barn, nine animals would go out the tenth, they would put a mark on, that guy would go up for, for Hashem. And you can't switch it. Let's say a weak guy comes out. You can't say, oh, I'll just bring a better animal. I, I, you know, or a great animal comes out. Like, oh man, I was saving this for the barbecue. I'll just give God some garbage animal. That's an answer of Tamura. Uh-huh. But even the reverse is also Tamura. Even a weak animal comes out. You're like, for God, we can't give him this weak animal. Let's give him the Godzilla. That's also Tamura. And the question is why? Lo Why should it be like that? And let's get to Rivi Kiva. Can you imagine if Rivi Kiva would have given up? Rivi Kiva goes down as one of the greatest people in, of all of time. Had he have given up after those 24,000 died? Then he would have came up to God. He would have said, how could you do this to me? I worked so hard. And what would Hashem say to him? I was trying to make you the greatest person ever. I was trying to put, if you only would have pushed on, that would have been, that would have been the, what's called the amazing moment. Rivia Kiva's great moment is exactly that. Pushing on after the the 24,000 died. That is his greatness. And from the 24,000, all what's called, all was lost. From those five came everything. So we saw the true value of Rivia Kiva at the time of the curses. That's why Erechen is put right next to the curses. Oh, and Tamura, yeah. what's Tamura? When he had the 24 Saturday, now I'm doing something. With the five, all of what's going all, you know, this is nothing. It's just the opposite. It's just the difficult, the, that was your greatness pushing on. Many times in spouses, and I'll just close over with like, Bummer, yeah. many times what's going with spouses, if we really realize, like my sister was, you know, telling me once, she was speaking to one of her friends, and one of her friends said she, she was fighting, you know, she had a fighting with one of her siblings a few times over at Yantev. Right. And I said, that's amazing, you're down to four times. Instead of looking wow. at how many times we failed, you should, what's going, we should start picking up, but you know what? We're improving. Look at each one, their struggle. Instead of focusing, that's what's the most important to Hashem. Hashem is like, how much we're working, how much we're trying. Instead of, yeah, I got angry 10 times, but you know what? I could have got angry 30 and I cut down. So wow. you can either look at the 10 that you do or the 20 that you don't. Let's just come back here. Lo yavakar bein yeah. You shouldn't be discerned between good and evil. Yavakar is gematria shin bez yod shin yokai. Bein tov, between the last 17 days of the Omer with Sada Lagbar and Laraz, will tell me the Rivikiva. Who really knows? Of course, we always like to say the good times. Who really knows? What's more important, whether it's the good, what's good, or the bad. And one last point, he finishes off. It says, Yaakov, Yaakov lived. Yaakov Baaretz. The Gemara says, Yaakov Lomes, Yaakov didn't die. Right. 
So one shot is, as long as we're still following in his footsteps, he's still considered to be alive. So 24,000 die, but not 24,001. So if you stop it in the middle of the words, Yaakov lived with the Aleph. He wow. lived with that last one, 24,000, but not 24,001. And if you put wow. the Aleph into the word, it's Isis Yochai. Put the Aleph into the word, Yaakov, it's Akiva. With that last one, just push on. Do the best you can. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Again, uh, we want to thank Rabbi Effie Goldman, who came especially here. He's from Eretz Yisrael and a very noted speaker in Baruch Hashem. We were to have him here today. Anybody who has any questions, comments, feedback that you weren't comfortable to ask on the air, etc., you can always text 917-397-2841. 917-397-284. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield with a special guest, Rabbi Effie Goldman. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing, inspiring, and connecting week.